Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and I have my guest, Darcy. Hi. Hey, how you doing? And we have some very special guests today, Eric and Jackie. They are clients of ours. Jackie's gone through coaching with Darcy and Eric went through coaching with me. We brought them on today because we want to give you a perspective of what the possibilities are for you if you go through coaching and to give you an idea of what it looks like to be on the other side of this. I know you guys hear from me every single week. I want to give you the idea of what it's like to be on the other side of that for a husband and a wife who have struggled with pornography in their marriage and have been able to largely eradicate it from their marriage. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you guys uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves? I'm Eric. We're from Canada. I guess I've realized now that my pornography issues are not unique. <laughs> um, realized that a lot more and more. I kind of got introduced to it when I was probably about 12. Struggled with it for basically my entire youth. And then when I was 19, I was able to, and I guess this probably should have been a, a clue in for me for later on, but... I was able to put it off and served a mission and served in the Philippines for two years. Didn't once have any problems with pornography or masturbation, nothing at all. And then when I came home, things kind of started up again uh, as it was going along and had that thought of, hey, when I get married, this won't be a problem anymore, right? Because everything will be like good. Every married, like every married, <laughs> every yeah. man and every that is, fiance that knows about it before they get married. That's kind yeah, of what right. we thought. Exactly. Yeah. This is just what, and, and again, that's one of those things I realized like, oh, this is, everyone seems this way. Like, yeah, it'll be good. And then it it wasn't. And things were the same old. And I, I distinctly remember, and at the time I thought this was going to be the turning point, um, having a couple come to our ward and talk about the addiction recovery program and, and sitting there thinking, oh, I'm addicted. And that thought had never crossed my mind. Like I, I knew that I had a problem and I knew that it was something that I was struggling. I struggled with for a long time. I never thought I was actually addicted until that point. And so then I went through um, for years, I don't know how many years it was, going to these programs and nothing really ever changing until one day found uh, Zach through, Jackie was into into coaching and she kind of introduced me to his, his website and you know, figured at that point I was really struggling again, figured why not give it a shot and just kind of went from there. What about you, Jackie? How was it for you as the wife? It was hard. I mean, I did know about it before we got married. We had talked about it when we were engaged. And like Eric said, I was pretty naive, thought it was all about sex. And once we got married and we were able to have sex, that that wouldn't really be an issue anymore. So I honestly didn't really worry about it. I'm really glad that once it did come back into our marriage, he was open with me about it and I I knew it was going on but it was pretty heartbreaking it was I definitely made it mean things about me like I wasn't good enough I wasn't um, attractive enough for him 
things like that. So there's definitely lots of tears and and heartache and, you know, all sorts of emotions, anger, kind of just went through a cycle throughout our, our whole marriage where it would be okay for a while and then it would come back and, um, and if we're being honest, it was, the cycles were probably a lot shorter than you even knew. Um, because being open and honest about it all was really difficult. Right? As, as she said, she would get mad and she would get upset. And, and my whole goal as a husband was, I don't want to make my wife feel that way. And so I thought, well, if I just don't tell her, I'm not hurting her. Um, in fact, I'm actually saving her from, from some hurt and pain. And so I think that was really unhealthy for both of us. Yeah, for sure. And then when I inevitably would find out or just have like that, I don't feeling. know, <laughs> or feeling that, you know, something was off, then I would be even more angry. So I'd be like, well, you didn't tell me. And like, every time I just have to find out on my own, like, I'm just so much more hurt than if you would have just come to me in the first place. So yeah, years and years of that kind of cycle until we found coaching. I want to follow up with something you were saying there, Jackie, which was, you know, you'd get so upset. So I want to ask you, how helpful was that when you were super upset to make Eric be less likely to use pornography? Like, like what, what resulted from your anger in that, in that process? Um, nothing productive. I don't think like, I think honestly, it made me feel worse and it made him feel worse. Like I would shame him for what he did, you know, made sure that he knew that it was so bad and I was so mad and so hurt, which wasn't helpful for him. And it honestly just made me feel worse. Um, you know, I wasn't really showing up the way I wanted to and I wasn't helping him. So yeah, but I just honestly felt like I didn't know what else to do or how else to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's so many wives, so many wives, exactly what yeah. you said. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and I think a lot of women, they, they get to this point where they think you've ruined our eternal lives, right? Like our eternal happiness is hinging on this and you've screwed it up. And then all of that comes to bear in that, in that moment. So Eric, how did her reaction to you saying, hey, this is what's going on with me. How did that impact your willingness to have the conversation and how did it impact your ability to, to be better? Short term, it would help. It would definitely stop because that would, it would make it much more prevalent to me. Oh yeah, I got to make sure I'm very careful. But um, kind of what I was saying, like I, I found it very hard. Like she would say, yeah, just, why don't you just be open with me and open and honest? And I, I did sometimes and it would have the same reaction. And, and, and I just kind of learned, I guess, like, well, why would I do this? What, like you, you get super upset with me. We don't really talk for like days. Um, super <laughs> uncomfortable in the house. Yeah. Like it, it becomes like really like just not pleasant for a long time. And so I just kind of figured, well, since I'm not like, I'm not actually doing anything to you or to anybody else, I'm really just affecting myself. I'll just take it on myself. And if that, if, if I have to kind of bear the brunt of this, then so be it. And it wouldn't, I was never able to actually open it, open up or ever deal with anything. I was just trying to keep things quiet. You essentially had that. Jackie was like, Hey, come to me and tell me when you're having trouble. And then when you would come to her and tell you, tell her that you were having trouble, she would literally lay into you like you had 
Yeah, that, yeah, and, like, and she and she like I get it now, especially when she's saying like, "Oh, I wanted to make sure that he knew how terrible and bad it was." But like, it's not like I didn't know this when I like I knew this from growing up. Like when I was twelve, and first started. Like I've known this entire time of how like how damaging this can be, and 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 yet I wasn't able to like that wasn't enough to really control it, obviously, because I could do that myself. Right? I can tell myself how terrible and how. Well, and I think you had been right. Like yeah. Oh yeah, I had been for sure for a long time, right? Just of yeah, I'm maybe not outwardly, but yeah, inwardly for sure. Yeah. I like I knew all of that already, and that didn't help anything other than just make it make me feel worse. So talk about that for a second. How did your pornography viewing affect you personally and directly? I think for for a long time, I don't think I ever really made the connections, made the proper connections of what it actually was doing to me. Um, like I knew obviously growing up that the church had said it was bad and it, it made me feel not great. Um, but I feel like I, I definitely have struggled with self-confidence issues and feeling accepted with other people and making connections has been a hard thing for me. And I, I'm looking back now, I can see like that played a big role in it, right? Of this, what I was doing to myself and, and kind of how I was eroding my own self-confidence and my own ideas really did like make me struggle with with a lot of these connections and, and finding positive connections with other people and things. Yeah, I, I recognize that now, but I think during the time I didn't really notice what I was doing to myself other than it made me feel really bad afterwards. It's interesting. I think so many men struggle with this, especially the self-confidence. I think it's really important to recognize that self-confidence includes a component of being able to say, this is what I'm going to do and trust yourself that you end up doing it. And yeah. how many times did you know, you, like so many other men, how many times did you say to yourself, this is the last time? Yeah. Oh, all the time, constantly. Right. And actually I remember a really interesting time when we were, when we were attending these um, addiction recovery meetings, we went one time and all of a sudden one of my best friends from growing up was there, him and his wife were there. And I had no idea. I had no clue that he ever struggled with pornography. I'm pretty sure he never understood. They ever had any idea that I did. And I remember driving home and Jackie saying to me like, didn't you guys ever talk about this? Like, <laughs> no. No, I never talked to anyone about it. If I could help it, I didn't, I didn't want to talk to anyone about this, right? And I think that's one of the real big problems with pornography is it's so shame-inducing that it really tries to limit your interactions with other people and wanting to keep you isolated, right? Which is so hard for that. It's really quite extraordinary and it's amazing that you guys are willing to have this conversation because this is going to go out to so many people. They're going to hear this story and they're going to take, I think, a lot of strength from understanding that they're not alone. And the fact that you're having this conversation with us is a huge, I think, a huge step in almost anybody's progression along that conversation. You know, I remember the first time that Darcy told someone about my pornography use and how I just was like, I do not like this but I'm going to choose to be okay with it because I know it's going to help me in the long run. And I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, anytime she would tell someone, it wasn't like people would run away from us. In fact, yeah. more often than not, they were like, we're praying for you. We're thinking about you. Um, you know, we love you. You, you know, your family are, are important to us. I don't know if you've had any experiences like that. Yeah. I, for, for saying before about the addiction recovery meetings and about how they didn't really ever stop the problem there were some really wonderful things like some of the most spiritual meetings I've ever been to occurred in those meetings. Um, and I really felt like they helped me get to a place where it doesn't like, I'm not out there just going to say like, Oh, I struggled like to, to say that I struggle with pornography. Like look at me. Right. But if it comes up in a natural way, I don't 
look at that anymore as a negative. Um, I can think specifically of a, a stake meeting we were having and we were in these smaller groups and we were talking about, um, I think we were talking about pornography just in general, but it was one of those typical meetings where it was a bunch of men talking about this issue as if it didn't touch anyone that we knew um, and just <laughs> kind of dealing with like, like it, like pornography is over there in this corner, right? We're going to talk about it and how it affects these, these random people. And, and no one was really ever, no one was really being honest with anything. And I, and I just thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm ready to, I'm ready to do this. Like I'm working hard to become better. I'm not there yet, but I'm working at it. And I just decided, you know what? Share. And like, Hey, I, I struggle. I've struggled with pornography my entire life. And I remember like this, uh, one of the men who I looked up to was just like, Hey, this is finally the first honest thing someone has said in this meeting. And, <laughs> and that really gave me that validation. Like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to be up in the pulpit thumping on it and say, hey, this is what I do. But if it comes out, if there's a reason for me to say this, if it's something that will help someone else, sure, I, I don't I don't care anymore. I don't need to hide anymore. Um, that's just kind of where I, I had gotten to at that point. Even though I wasn't necessarily in my own life where I wanted to be, I just felt like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, my story, I can help people because I've found now my story is not unique, right? There are so many other people who have gone through this. I now know many of my friends who I've grown up with and we never, again, we never talked about it, but now I know that they've struggled with it and they're working on things. So um, it's just becoming way more, yeah, way more apparent to me that I don't have to be ashamed or afraid of all this, right? Yeah, 100%. So Jackie, how has having a more open conversation helped you around this? Well, I'd say just maybe to kind of echo Eric a little bit, like anyone that I've talked to about our struggles with pornography, um, like in our marriage, I'd say probably 90% of the time the wife will say to me like, I'm so glad you said that. Like my husband struggles with that too. Like, and I mean, most of the time it's people that I, you know, at, at church, I think like, Oh, they don't have this problem in their marriage or, you know, I kind of put people up on a pedestal. We do sometimes. So it just, I think that's honestly, I'm not happy that they have that problem, but I'm just, it's good to know that we're not alone, that there are good people who have the same struggles. And it just helps me in the way that I, that I view things. And I think with Eric too, it's just been, yeah, it's been great that we're able to be really open with each other. And I think that as I have been coaching with you, Darcy, and that I've been able to decide how I want to show up, you know, when Eric comes to me with these things, that he is more willing to be open and honest with me because he's not afraid of, of my reaction. He knows that I'm not going to, you know, fly off the handle and be mad or crying or whatever. Like, if I need to, I can take my time and process whatever it is. But ultimately I'm choosing to show up in a more loving, compassionate way because that's, that's how I want to deal with things. And so I think just him knowing that has been really helpful. And I, I trust that he is going to come to me because he knows that my reaction is going to be better than it has been in the past. So how has your reaction been different now that you've gone through coaching? Yeah, I think just being able to decide beforehand how I want to deal with things and just having the awareness of where Eric is coming from, like knowing that it's not about me. He's a human. This is a struggle he has. I have my own struggles too. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that I want to be a support for him. I've decided beforehand that if he's being open and honest with me, like 
I'm willing to hear him out and to be curious about what it is that he's going through because now I know that it's not about me. He's trying to escape some other kind of emotion when he's choosing to view pornography, right? That it's it's nothing to do with me. And that if I'm curious and compassionate, that maybe I can actually help him there and not in a way that's controlling, but in a way that's I'm your wife, I'm your partner, I want to be here for you, I'm a support for you. I love you, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. I love you, I'm in this, and we're in this together, right? Exactly. Instead of yes. the, you're a horrible person, what's exactly. wrong with you, <laughs> right? I- At times, I would either put myself up on a pedestal where I'm like, I'm better than you. You're making these terrible choices. Yeah. And so I would treat him that way or else I'm like the victim and you're being terrible to me. You're ruining my life. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what have you done to our marriage type thing? Which neither one is like fun for for me or for him. And not productive, right? Neither one is accurate either. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like going through all this, I feel like I'm honestly seeing Eric in a different light than I have in a long time. Like, I truly just see him as like my equal partner. We're both human. We both have struggles. And I'm in this marriage 100%. And I just truly just want what's best for him. And I want to learn and grow with him. Like I want to be a part of whatever struggles he has. And I hope that he, I know he does the same for me, right? I'm not perfect. I have things I struggle with too. And I know that he'll be there for me. I love it. So Eric, you and I coach, we were coaching for a while before Jackie was coached with Darcy and you were making a lot of great progress. And it was really fun to watch you go through this process. How has Jackie changed since she started coaching with Darcy from your perspective? I think a lot of it is, yeah, is her real understanding of what, and this kind of echoes my own understanding of where this pornography comes from, right? That it's the idea of it. And I think this was one of the things that really, like in my coaching and probably in hers as well, of looking at pornography as a buffer, right? That, That idea of buffering really stood out to me that some people buffer with food, some people buffer with social media, some people buffer with TV, and and other people like myself buffer with pornography. The fact that I think one of the issues, and, and not to downgrade this, but like the church is really, you don't hear many conference talks about the evils of social media or the evils of overeating. Yeah, Could you imagine if they did a talk on overeating? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like <laughs> that would be overweight. Could you imagine? Exactly. And yet growing up, Almost every conference, there's one about how terrible pornography is and you need to avoid it like the plague and just how difficult that is when I didn't have a full understanding of what, why I was going to this, right? That idea of buffering and that I'm trying, that it's connected to my emotions. I'm I'm not a very emotionally connected person, I would say, or haven't been at least. Um, I can't believe that every guy I meet is, except you. I know, yeah, I know. Everyone is really into their emotions, except I know, except for me. I'm, I'm, I'm an outlier in that place. But no, yeah. I've never heard this before. No, of course. <laughs> but Sometimes just, we joke that it's like men have they like, have three emotions, and two of them are anger, and my yeah. mom is aroused. Yeah. <laughs> right, like obviously yeah. that's not true, but like yeah, but it it feels like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, two of the things that really stand out to me just happened really recently was since I've done my coaching, I had one kind of time where I was, I was kind of, I slipped up a little bit. I was able to really quickly sit and think about like, 
rather than being like, oh man, I feel so terrible. I got to like, I'm, I'm, this is going to be such a big thing and beating myself up. I actually sat and thought like, why, what happened? And I realized that it was um, anger that I, I had been feeling angry. I had been working, I'm a teacher. And so I'd been working, I had a night free. I was like, sweet, I'm gonna have this night. It's like Jackie was gone. So I could like watch a show I wanted to watch or something, right? And just be able to to do it. I had like, kind of these grand plans of something I was gonna do. And I had to, I was spending hours trying to, to lesson plan for the next day and just could not get it done. I was just so like angry at what was happening. And I realized like I quickly connected that. I'm like, oh, this is what's going on. And then when I, and then I felt, secure enough to bring that to Jackie and she her first thought and her first comments too were like well, what's going on like what's happening rather than how dare you or like don't you know how terrible this is it was like hey what's going on and I could tell her about this anger and she's like oh okay that's interesting that makes sense and we had like a really great productive conversation and I think that like she said and she's kind of painted a picture of where we were at before like that wouldn't have happened yeah there was another thing I think yelling. yeah there would have been some she wasn't really a yeller but <laughs> I know, Definitely. look how cute and sweet she is. She does not yeah. like a yeller. <laughs> yeah, she's not really a yeller, but she's a... I'm a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There, there are some other ways of getting around that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing, too, I remember from her coaching, this is some, like, we try and talk about what, what we were each going through and what each session was kind of, like, what we had talked about. And she told me this one, I don't know if Darcy remembers this, but how, I think Darcy asked you, um, like what other trial would you rather have instead of pornography? Yeah. I think my yeah. thought was, I would never choose this. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. Yep. I would yeah, never, choose never this. Yeah. Never choose this. And she's, she's like, and we had, we had this conversation like, well, would I choose us to have like financial problems? Well, no, that doesn't sound good or, or health issues or, or your child dying or yeah, child dying or infertility yeah. or like all these other things. Like never, I would I ever choose any of these other things. And we're like, Oh, well, duh. Like this makes sense then. And actually we had a really great conversation yesterday. I think it was right about that whole thing about just the fact that we wouldn't actually choose a different way because of the growth we've been able to see and yet going through it sucks right that it was yeah. not great but coming out now and seeing the benefits that she's had through coaching the benefits I've had through coaching and, and the way that we can able to actually have these conversations with each other um, which would not have ever happened yeah on in our marriage this is one of my favorite things to think about as a, you know, especially as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we, yeah, everybody's giving me like this, the holy cow, you said all of that in one breath. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mouthful. They're just Mormons, right? Uh, thanks president Nelson. I'm, I'm doing my best as members. We, we really love a hero story, right? We love those stories about someone who leaves the church or has a struggle and deals with that struggle. And then they come back to that moment of full fellowship and full uh, realization of all the blessings of being a member of the church. And, and now they no longer struggle ever again for the rest of their lives. Right. And what I think we forget is that the hero story is almost all lived in that part where the struggle is in the part of the story where we're learning and we're growing and things are not really great and nothing is working properly and that also is the same place where all of the heroes are actually made. They're not made at the end of the story. They're made in the middle of the story. They're made through the struggle. They're made through the strife. They're made through the sulking of the wife and the, and the self-beating up of the husband, right? They're all of those things are the things that make us go, wait a minute, is this really who I want to be? And how can I be better so I can be to the end, you know, get to that end story in part of the story where the hero is, Right. And I, I just love what you're, you know, the, the conversation that you guys are now able to have, even when there is more struggle to be had, 
that it's no longer like, oh, wait, I thought we were done with this now, which I think, you know, you talked to somebody, Darcy, who was like, I found out about this. So I figure it, he's done with it now. Like it's over. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. This sorry, is the Mary. very first part. Yeah. He just barely entered the arena. And now it's time to it's it's time to get down with the gladiators, right? You guys came to one of our very first webinars. We're having our next webinar on December 6th at 8 Mountain Time. So if you want, there's going to be a link in the show notes to that. If you guys want to come to a webinar and ask Darcy and Zach anything, uh, or you can go to my website, zachspafford.com. There will be a link there that you can sign up to participate in the webinar there as well. Why did you guys decide to get coached? Why did you choose this process over, you know, you, you said you'd been to 12 steps, you've probably been to counselors, you know, why this? Well, I discovered coaching through a friend and had had a, a couple of sessions and I found it really interesting. I honestly didn't know going into it what coaching was. I thought maybe it's just like counseling. I wasn't really sure, but I loved the idea that you could just create your own experience and your own results through your thoughts. I thought that was such a powerful way of looking at things. And so I started listening to a few podcasts. I actually heard you guys on Natalie Clay's podcast and then uh, went on your website and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like I need to tell Eric about this. So he. Yeah, she, she shared it with me and it was actually like, like I was having some real major problems at that point. I'd been, it was right in the midst of the pandemic. I was working at home. I'm a teacher. So I was online schooling it and um, boredom has always been a problem for me being willing to feel bored. And so I was being bored and using that time to buffer away my boredom and just kind of got to that point where like, this is enough. Like I've, I'm, like I said, like I've been feeling okay to be able to share things. I feel like I'd grown quite a bit and I was like, I need to try something else. And we'd had conversations about coaching. I'd been a little bit, not necessarily skeptical. I didn't think it was bad. I was like, that's just not for me. Right? That, yeah. That's not something I'm going <laughs> to I'm not going to enjoy that, right? All That's feelings, not, all woo-woo. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. Um, but I, but I, I went on to Zach's website, and I think I listened to a couple of your podcasts as well at that point. And I was like, you know what? Let's do this. It's free 30 minutes. Like, that's that's good. And and even between the time that I had signed up and the time that I had my first session, I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. Like, this is going to, this is what's going to, what's going to do it. And, then, and I remember you asking, like, so do you think, like, you want to talk to your wife about things, sign up? I'm like, nope, let's do it. I'm signing up right now. Let's get going. Like, I want to do this. And I knew that it wasn't going to be easy for sure. And, and sometimes going into the sessions, like, oh, crap, what am I going to say now? Like, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know what thought I was thinking at this point or, or whatever it was. But I, I was just kind of at a point where I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to have this be done. And I remember, like, it was our first talk about, like, I had never pictured a life without pornography. When I was going to the 12 steps and, and counseling and things, I kind of always just thought that pornography is going to be a part of my life and I'm just going to have to, maybe it won't be an active part. I'm hoping that that, that was kind of my, my best case scenario was that it wouldn't be an active part of my life that I could be able to basically grin and bear it is probably what I thought it was going to be right. Use motivation and and I'm going to, I'm going to get it done. Right. Um, but after, I think it was probably even just our first session of being like, Hey, like there is a way you can actually, like, can you actually believe that you've not had pornography a part of your life? And, and to get that, just like that thought was just like, almost like the heavens opening, like, Oh, wow, I can, I can have that in my life. That's awesome. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. I got to, I got to have that. Like, that's what I want. And so I just went ahead and did it. That's amazing. It was definitely worth it for sure. Totally. So it was worth it. Jackie, you thought it was worth it? Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. So why did you decide to work with Darcy then? I think that it just helped to be on the same page just to have a better understanding of my experience and my thoughts and feelings through the whole process and to kind of 
have a glimpse into what Eric might be thinking and feeling too. I feel like without coaching, I probably still would have been that wife who's trying to like control. I probably would have been like, okay, like how was coaching? Like, are you good? Are you done now? Like, is this taken care <laughs> of? I, I, the coaching that I got really helped me to show up how I wanted to in a loving and compassionate, supportive way, not only for myself, but for Eric, for both of us, I think it was good for me to be able to be compassionate with myself for, you know, how I needed to process things, but then also be able to do that for Eric as well as, as a support person for him and as his, as his wife and partner. I think you've had you've had coaching like about other parts of your life as well but yeah. I think just to be able to have like with Darcy have it be specifically about like yeah pornography and well well you haven't struggled with that it's been an issue in our marriage since mm-hmm. day one basically uh, yeah right? and so to be able to have that I think really yeah helps bring us together yeah. on that with that issue yeah totally and it helped me to just see it for what it is and to just kind of take the emotion and the morality and all that out of it and just look at it as a behavior and it you know, and it wasn't the behavior. It wasn't Eric's actions that was hurting me. It was my, what I made it mean and my thoughts about it. So just even having that awareness was huge. Yeah. That's awesome. You can say no to this, uh, but can we talk about the beach? Going to the beach? Yeah. 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 Okay, good. This was a really interesting thing because I got to coach Eric on going to the beach and I and Darcy got to coach Jackie on going to the beach. And I think this is such a common reality for so many men and women, especially men and women who are struggling with pornography in their marriage, that I, I want to bring this up and I want to kind of give our listeners an idea of how things changed before you got to the beach and how they were before you were coached. Jackie, maybe you can give us your perspective on what happens when you go to the beach and your husband is a pornography user. What does that look like? So, yeah, it's interesting. So you might be a little nervous beforehand because you know that there's going to be a few good looking women in bikinis, right? Yeah. Usually happens. Usually they're right beside you too if your (laughs) husband looks at pornography. That's typical right so yeah you kind of gear up for that you know maybe give a little pep talk like make sure you're keeping your eyes to your kids or make sure you're just looking at the nice views because you know what happens if you if I catch you looking at those good looking women in bikinis right I'm gonna be mad so (laughs) yep yeah so basically like I would probably look around and like scope out like okay who's Eric maybe gonna be checking out and you know, Where's probably, the best place to sit? Yes, totally. You can sit right on the water's edge. No. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Only ocean view. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would probably like watch him and see who he's checking out. And then if I think he's checking out a good looking woman, I would be mad and it would just like ruin my time. Like, I wouldn't be having fun with my family. I would just be ticked that Eric's looking at women. And my, my thoughts would anything. be like going crazy. And she wouldn't say anything, but she would make it very well known. Yeah. yeah. It went through. There was, yeah, it was not necessarily words or there was going to be a conversation afterwards, but it was pretty obvious right away of where, where the day was going to go. Okay. So for you, how was that day going to go? It was before, like, before getting coached. Before getting coached, I don't know if this is a cop-out, but like I was a lifeguard. And so going purposefully scanned around, there would be women in bikinis and and I would definitely try to sneakily see them and try to be very conscious of 
what Jackie is doing, where we're at, what we're doing, um, knowing that, and then coming up with excuses of what was happening and uh, or where we were going, and then just knowing that in the end, it probably wasn't going to be a very fun trip for anybody. Sounds like a lot of anxiety for both of you. Yes, very much. So yeah, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, a lot of stress. Yeah. So you really enjoyed going to the beach. Oh, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves going to the beach. Not any good looking women there. It was a great time. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> after coaching, Jackie, how did that, how did you change in terms of your perspective about going to the beach? Yeah, it's actually really interesting because we just went on our first overnight trip by ourselves in a couple of years, two nights ago. So yeah, and we went to a hotel that has, it's like a a mineral pool, like this big mineral pool that you soak in. It's like nice and warm. It was awesome. Anyway, so there were obviously women in bikinis there. And I kid you not, like I 100% did not care. I looked around and I, I noticed them. I was like, yep, there's like a good looking woman in a bikini. And I'm sure Eric notices too, but I was like, you know what? Like he's doing his best. I trust him. I am not going to ruin my time here with my husband by looking around and watching him and, and trying to guess what he's thinking and seeing if he's checking out women. Like that's just, it's just not worth it. Then you didn't enjoy yourself, right? Yeah. And we had like a great time, even laughed about like some woman's tattoo halfway up her butt. And I'm like, that's a weird place to put a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) But like we had fun and enjoyed ourselves and it wasn't, it wasn't even an issue. I wasn't worried about it. So how did your experience at the beach change, Eric? Yeah, it, it was just, just wasn't a big worry. We could actually, yeah, we could joke, we could laugh we could have fun it, it wasn't going to be a big issue and we we talked about it afterwards as we were preparing for this interview and, and just about how everyone's doing their best these people they're not out there this woman is not wearing a bikini because she wants to corrupt me and and send me down some <laughs> she was hole. thinking about you and she picked out that color yeah, exactly or or thinking about jackie and ruining her day right oh so i'm gonna ruin some woman's day because she's worried about her husband right we're like, well, maybe she's worked really hard at getting herself into good shape and she wants to show it off. Cool. Go ahead. Right. Whatever. It's it became more about us. We were in control of our emotions and in control of what we wanted to do. And and it wasn't about what these other people were were trying to do. They, they didn't have any impact on us. And we were able to I felt like we were able to take control of ourselves and, and just enjoy it. And like, yeah, it was wonderful. It was such a, we had such a great time together just, and being able to actually relax like, which is a word that often didn't come with going to the beach. Right. <laughs> which is a funny thing because that's why people go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you guys have for a couple that's on the fence of coaching, whether or not they should do it or not? What would you I say? I would say go for it. I'd say it's 100% worth it, especially if whatever else you've been trying hasn't worked, right? Like, I think this is just a good way to reframe some of your thought and beliefs about what this whole issue is all about and coaching and the things that we've learned have spilled over into like all areas of our marriage into our parenting the benefits from the coaching have been amazing you will not be disappointed and i think going into it too i'm i I was very much a person that i feel like i have to give the right answer all the time like i remember going to counseling and having uh, like the counselor even say to me like hey you know you don't have to answer every question like you can say i don't know and that's okay it's okay to not know. Right? And, and I still was struggling with that a bit with Zach. I'm like, oh, I want to make sure I get the right answer to, so that Zach's happy. And he, he even like, stopped me like, 
dude, this isn't about me. This is about you. I think my response or my advice to people is like, for sure, number one, do it, right? It's it's way worth it, especially if you've been struggling with this for a long time. And and again, like I said, I'm, I know I'm not alone in these experiences. And like, this is a great, great tool, but go into it being honest and open with yourself um, that you're going to do whatever you can and however you need to do it, right? There is no necessarily right way to do it and right answers or here's the exact path, right? Be open and just try your best and, and do your best at things. And that that'll go. And, and we did struggle a little bit with this financially because like we have, we have young kids, we got four kids at our house and uh, I know and you're in Canada. Kids. So it costs and, more. Yeah. And we're in Canada. Exactly. And we have the, yeah, the, our, our dollar is not, yeah, the exchange rate is a little brutal. So we were kind of like, yeah, I don't know, this is going to be kind of rough, but, but we both looked at it like, this is so much more important than money, right? Like really in the end, the belief that we have as members of the, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I'll get that in there, <laughs> is, is that we're not going to take our money with us. We're not going to take our physical possessions with us. We're going to take the things that we have learned and the people that we have become. My view is this, this is worth so much more, right? Like this is, it changed us in the way that we think and the way that we behave and the way that the way that I'm in tune with my emotions and being able to understand things. Yeah. I think it, it is so worth it. That's awesome. I love it. You guys are amazing. And it's been such a pleasure to coach both of you. For me, it's been a pleasure to coach Eric and I'm sure for Darcy, it's been a pleasure to coach Jackie. Yeah. I loved it. And great. <laughs> <laughs> is perfect. Honestly, this has been this the the conversations that I've had with Eric and Darcy's had with Jackie have really given us I think so much hope for so many people out there who have been in this place where we were, where Eric and Jackie were, that we can come out of this and not make it, you know, the the one thing that's just keep keeps dragging us down anymore. And I think anybody who wants to have a little bit of peace and a little bit more capacity to deal with this issue in their lives, please set up a consult with me. Please set up a consult with Darcy. You can find links on our website. More than anything, I just hope that as you listen to this conversation, you have some hope. There's hope that this can be like something that just isn't part of your life anymore. And I hope everybody can see that. You know, I hope that, you know, six, seven, eight, ten years from now, Eric and Jackie look back and they're like, I don't even think about pornography. It's not even a thing. It's just not a part of my life. Can I say something else too? Yeah, please do. Something that Jackie said, just to how she, when she was talking about other people, there's other wives saying, oh yeah, my husband has, has, has dealt with this too. And, and her saying that like, these are good men. I think as, as the men who struggle with this, sometimes it's very hard for us to say, I'm a good man who struggles with pornography, right? When really in reality, like this, this coaching has really helped us to see, hey, this is one little part of our lives, right? This is one piece. Um, it doesn't have to define who I am. And so I think just for me, that's really helped. And I, I don't know if hopefully this will help other people too, to think that, yeah, if you're still struggling with pornography, you can still be a good man. You can still be a good person, right? And, and you, you can, can possibly be some of the best. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. Yeah. You can do a lot of good with your life and, and to believe that about yourself that, Hey, this is one thing. Yeah. It, not to, not to say that to excuse any kinds of behaviors, obviously, because I know everyone who struggles with it wants to be free of it. Yeah. But you don't have to define yourself by your pornography use. And that's something I did for sure. Um, maybe not necessarily outwardly, but inwardly. I defined myself by my pornography that this is the one issue and I was a terrible person because of it. Yeah. And to be able to have that belief now that no, I can still be looked at. I can still be a good person. Um, even if I am struggling with pornography, I think is really powerful and really helpful. And, and I think it's so much more true than we give it credit for. Yeah. 
So true. You know, I've coached, I've coached former state presidents. I've coached missionaries. I've coached young men. I've coached the breadth and depth of manhood on this planet, as well as young women I've, I've coached as well. And I can tell you, I've never come across a single man or a woman who was like, I'm good with pornography use and I'm totally happy that I'm using it on a regular basis. And I want, I want people to hear that because I think that what's true is those who are struggling with this, they are doing their darndest. They are really doing their best. And just like Eric is saying, they are some of the best. They are some of the kindest, most engaged good people, and they're just struggling with something that they want to get rid of from their lives desperately. Can I give one more thought? Oh, yes. please do. You just mentioned having hope a few times, and it, it made me remember something I wanted to say. Something I appreciated about being coached by Darcy was just having a, a safe place where I could share, and I felt like the conversation was really positive and constructive, whereas other times when I've spoken with wives whose husbands struggle, it kind of just turned into, I don't know, like a, a bash fest where we're talking about how terrible it is and how... What was me? Uh, yeah, exactly. And you just leave that conversation feeling yucky. But hope is definitely something that I felt when I coached with Darcy. I would leave those sessions feeling hopeful and almost excited. Like I was excited about this journey that we were on together and the growth potential growth that was there. And I really truly did feel that and appreciate that about talking with Darcy because that is something that I had not experienced before when talking about these struggles. I love it. Why is it that there's hope in those conversations, Darcy? I want to understand what it is that you're doing differently that makes those uh, conversations feel the way that Jackie feels. Because I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is true. You are amazing. That I think that's the entirety of it. (laughs) Why do I think there's hope in those meetings? Because I'm just speaking truth. When we're speaking truth, there's hope. Yeah, I think that's true. Well, thank you again so much for being here. This has really been a blessing to us to have you on the podcast. This is going to be, I think, so helpful for so many couples out there who are listening to the podcast. Uh, Those of you who are new to the podcast and you're listening for the first time, there's so much good information throughout the podcast. Please listen to everything. Take as much as you possibly can. There are so many free resources on the website. Please go and get those and start to use them, start to implement them in your life so that you can begin to go down this journey. And when you're ready to work with either Darcy or myself, there is a place for you to go and set up a conversation with me or with Darcy so that you can begin your own journey down the path of being free from pornography in your life. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Have a good night. And we will talk to everybody else next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. 
If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.